All right, welcome back here on the Jim Lee Show. If I sound a little bit muffled, it's because I'm actually doing this segment with a mask on, which I think might, might be a first time that I have uh, I have done this. But we're keeping very safe here because we have people in studio with us for the moment you've all been waiting for, where somebody sticks me with a needle live on the air. People have been clamoring for this for 25 years, and they're going to get it today. Uh, I'm going to get my flu shot live on the air because today marks the uh, the first day of the major Sangamon County initiative to get as uh, many of these flu shot doses into as many arms as possible for everybody's health and well-being. Gail O'Neill is here with us, the uh, director of the Sangamon County Department of Public Health, and she has a nurse from the department here with us who will actually administer the shot momentarily. But we're going to start with Gail. Thank you so much for coming out, and we really appreciate you being here. Well, thanks, Jim. Thanks. Help get the word out about the flu shots. We'll, we'll talk about the details of how everybody can get their shots here in just a moment, but let's start with the flu vaccine itself. This comes out every year, and it's always modified a bit every year. Uh, but with uh, everybody talking so much about vaccines these days, particularly COVID, compare and contrast for us. How is the flu vaccine similar to and how is it different from the COVID vaccine? Well, the, the flu vaccine has been around for quite some time, but it does change every year a little bit. That we, the, um, Scientists all start looking at what's going on across the world six, nine months, um, even all, out to a year to see what strains of flu might we might expect in our country by the time it comes here. So they try to develop a, a vaccine that has a little bit of the components to try to protect us from the, um, the various strains that they'd seen over the last year and anything that's popped up this year. So it changes a little bit each time. Most of the time they guess right. Every once in a while, not quite so right. But uh, So uh, we also have heard a lot about the side effects related to COVID. Mm-hmm. Can there be side effects from a flu vaccine? Actually, the flu vaccine can give you a sore arm, um, but generally that's all that we notice. Um, and it, it uh, doesn't cause you to have any intestinal problems or anything yeah. like that. So this is for a respiratory flu. And uh, some people think that they afterwards they, they get some sort of reaction. And if that's the case, they probably were brewing an illness before they got the vaccine because it's not a live virus and it um, really should not cause you to you can't get infection from the vaccine. Yeah, I, I will say I have noticed in the past it feels almost like, you know, a, a muscle, you know, muscular ache or something yes. for a day or so. Uh, but that's about it. But worth it because of the protection that it provides against influenza. Uh, and, and the flu is so common uh, and, you know, people you know used to, to sort of di- be dismissive of it as well. That just happens this time right. of year. COVID kind of reminded us that little things can become really big, serious things at times. Why is the flu something to be avoided, and particularly this year when we're still in the midst of the COVID pandemic, uh, why is it so important to protect oneself against influenza? Well, it is one of the things that we can prevent uh, serious illness, and there's been over 20,000 people that have had COVID, so their, their lungs have had a little bit of a, you know, an exposure to something, and uh, with the COVID, a respiratory problem too. So I would imagine if you'd made it through COVID and recovered, um, you wouldn't want to have the flu on top of that. So I would six. It's part of our, you know, let's try to deal with COVID, but go, get back to taking care of our regular health too. So we don't want to forget any of the normal vaccines that we need, um, and that can help us get through this. Last year we were all doing a really good job of masking. It was the first year of masking, and so we didn't see much flu. But this year there's a little more hesitancy to keep the masks on and to stay distant. So we, we think we could see more flu cases this year. Yeah, I, I mentioned this in the past, that one of the great ironies of last year through the pandemic is it's probably the healthiest I've been over the course of a year because you just weren't doing the things that would routinely expose you to these sorts of viral respiratory illnesses. And we did wear masks and we did socially distance. And 
you're right. There's less of that this year. People are more back into restaurants and things, and so that does increase the risk. Uh, how concerned are you? I, I've heard it referred to as a twindemic, where we could continue to see COVID cases, putting a strain on hospitals, and then adding to that, if we have a harsh flu season and people uh, you know, haven't dealt with things for a while and then suddenly get hammered by that, that that could also put additional strain on local health care. Absolutely. And we certainly, um, you know, wouldn't want to see the elderly or people that are, have other immune illnesses faced with, with uh, influenza and, and need to be hospitalized. And influenza is not one of those um, illnesses that we keep track of unless people are hospitalized. So, yes, we don't need to do anything else to put a strain on our health care system right now. We're talking with Gail O'Neill, the director of the Sangamon County Department of Public Health. So as of today, a uh, flu shot uh, operation is in, is in full gear. So how are the ways that people can access flu shots locally? Well, locally with the health department, they can come into our facility um, Monday through Friday, you know, from 8.30 to 6 on Mondays and 8.30 to 4 through the rest of the week. There's a lot of providers out in the community, the pharmacies, um, your doctor's offices. We just want people to be vaccinated. We do travel around the, co- the county for the first week or two of uh, of vaccinations, and uh, that's on our website with a list of all the places we are and uh, places that we go. So, And I understand that you can even uh, set up, if you have employers that would like to be able to offer this to their staffs, they can contact the health department to arrange to actually have you come out and set up sort of a, a clinic in their business. Absolutely. We started doing that a few years ago, and it's been uh, good for the businesses, and I think people are taking us up on it, so we will do that as well. Yeah, it's a little juggling act, COVID and uh, influenza right now, but they're both very important. I know it's day one, but what kind of response are you getting so far to making the flu shots available? Well, we had people in first thing this morning. we not knocking the door down, but we had, you know, people coming in pretty steadily. So we were happy to see that. We're still in this push to get unvaccinated people for COVID to get them vaccinated as well. Can people do that at the same time? Do they have to space them out? How does that work? No, it's my understanding that you can get both at the same time. Of course, different arms because they might both be sore, but those are able to be given at the same time. You are looking at the, a situation right now where you could, in the next couple of months, be trying to administer flu shots to potentially thousands of people. Mm-hmm. You still have thousands of unvaccinated adults for COVID. You may have booster shots for COVID coming down. I guess that there's a limited number of that yes. already, and it could be br- uh, expanded. And we could, in the next few weeks, also have uh, COVID vaccines expanded to kids 5 to 11. That's a lot of shots going into a lot of arms. It do, is. do you have the manpower and the resources to do that over the next two, three months? Yes, um, we do, but they're tired. Yeah. <laughs> they will be tired. We do. We could always use more nurses and anybody that wants to work part time, we welcome them. Um, but we will pull together to get it done. And we still have the drive through facility up and anticipating all that. Plus, our partners in the community, the hospitals and the clinics will um, help carry some of that burden as well. Has your budget for needles and syringes just <laughs> gone through the roof? It kind of has. Yes, it has. And uh, all kinds of things that you don't think of, you know, so it, it has. Now, we, we want to welcome Carrie here. Carrie is one of the nurses of the Department of Public Health. And, uh, and thank you for being here, because as Gail said, I know you and everybody there have been working very, very hard on all of these different things. So we're, we're going to have you give me my shot here. But I want you to kind of walk me through the process. If I were to show up at the health department, uh, anybody listening goes there tomorrow, uh, what's going to happen? First of all, is there a charge for the shot? So we do bill insurance for the vaccine. Um, If someone is uninsured, there's a $40 fee for a regular flu vaccine. 
for our 65 and older population, the high-dose vaccine is $75. Um, we will work with people who are uninsured and meet financial um, eligibility. But if you have insurance, you should bring your insurance card with you. Correct. Okay. And then you just get a little bit of basic information, name and birth date and things like that. Right. What else do you need to know from people before they get their shot? So really, it's an easy process. Um, we have a very short form. It's painless. We have staff to help people fill out the form and get the insurance information recorded. When patients come in, we will just make sure um, if they've had the flu vaccine before, did they do okay with it? If they did not, if they've never had a flu vaccine, are they allergic to eggs? Um, a couple other screening questions. Um, if a patient has had the vaccine, they did okay before, we ask if they're feeling well today. We don't want anyone to come in who is feeling sick or has a fever. That is not the time to introduce a vaccine into the body. Okay. And you checked all that with me ahead of time, and I have had the shot before with no real issues, uh, feeling good today. So I, I think we're go ahead and, and ready to go to get the shot. Now, I will tell people, be smarter than I was today because <laughs> I wore a shirt that's not terribly convenient for this. So I'm going to have to actually uh, open my shirt and pull my uh, my arm out of my sleeve for this. Uh, but if you just wear a short sleeve shirt, if it, and we got sweater weather coming, you can throw a sweater over it, but that one's easy to take off. I have to actually, and my apologies again to everybody in the room here for having to uh, get down to my undershirt, but uh, <laughs> here we go to uh, to get my shot. So I'm rolling up my sleeve, and uh, and Carrie is uh, is swabbing my arm on a little alcohol, I'm assuming, just yes. to uh, sterilize the area. Oh, okay. I have to let my arm hang down here. I was all set to flex, and you know, the, <laughs> that'll the, hurt more. The, the gun show. So, okay, I'm going to hang on to my shirt. She's swabbing and cleaning the area. I'm going to look away so I don't see the needle going into my arm. Okay. All right. So. All done. Okay. Wow, that was very fast. Yeah. <laughs> I felt the, uh, the the slight little you know tip of the needle, and then it was done just that quickly. So, all right. So I now have my flu shot. Uh, and about how long would it take for me to reach full immunity, Gail? It's a Two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. So, uh, you know, and again, I'm doing everything I can to to wear a mask and to be careful with all those things. Um, uh, just because of COVID. So the things that would you know help you in the COVID situation will also benefit you in terms of uh, avoiding that exposure Absolutely. to flu as well. Yes. Um, you know, another question that I, I, I meant to ask you, obviously we have age limits on the COVID vaccine. Flu shots are much more widely available. They are. They so, are. so who can get a flu shot? Uh, the youngest, how old? Six months and up. Six months and up. And okay. The first ones when they're little, I think they'll give them a half a dose to see yes. how they do and okay. then give them a, a, the other half. Um, all the way till you don't want one anymore. Right. And, and it is, again, it's just a good idea. Uh, and you know, as with any vaccine, it's not necessarily 100% guarantee that you won't get the flu, but it would almost certainly minimize what the flu would do to you if you do catch it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's so important. So, again, uh, you can get more information on the availability of flu shots at the Sangamon County Department of Public Health website, which is? Which is SCD. PH.org. And and I would guess the earlier the better for this. Uh, have we seen any incidents of flu yet in the community or Oh we have not yet. 
We have not. We, we expect a few more weeks before we start to see that. And then it can go on into February. So it's yeah. kind of got a good season there. But as you noted, a couple of weeks after the shot to have full immunity. Yes. So you, you better do have to get your shot before flu season technically really arrives. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Gail O'Neill, Kerry from the Department of Public Health. Thank you so much for being here as well. And thank you, Gail, for thank being you. here also. Letting people know about this. SCDPH.org. We also have the information at WMAY.com. Thank you both. Thank and you. I appreciate it. And uh, my family does as well. Because <laughs> I'm going to be healthier this year. Thanks to both of you. So we do appreciate your time. Thank you. You're welcome.